What's up, everybody? Welcome to Call to the Bullpen. I'm David Payne with Brad Zampar and Jimmy Miller. Let's play ball. Our first playoff episode, we did uh, the pre- playoff preview roundtable with the guys from Frozen Rope, Mac Packed, and Loaded Bases Pod. You can find that on Twitter uh, at Johnny F Baseball. Uh, that was broadcast live uh, last week. We did a whole preview of every playoff team and all the, the first round matchups. Um, so if you want to go check that out and see our thoughts on all those teams, um, you can go find that. Um, but today we're going to do like a wild card recap, recap and then look ahead at this uh, divisional round that's actually happening right now. You can see a bit of the, the Mariners-Astros game behind Brad there. I got it on my TV here as well. Um, so maybe some live reacting if anything crazy happens in that game. We're top seven right now, 6-3 M's. Uh, so let's, let's start with that Mariners-Blue uh, Jays series then. Because um, that was a, a absolutely wild ride. Right, it was looking like it was going to game three. I was texting people, oh, who do you think is going to take game three? And then there was no game three. The, I mean, one of the craziest comebacks I've ever seen in a playoff baseball game. Um, and, and this Mariners team is hot right now. Give it, Like we said, giving it to the Astros right now, who are the, you know, the clear best team in the AL. Um, divisional matchups like this are always fun. Um, and, and I don't know, like the hot team, it's just a matter of who gets hot at the right time. And the M's are hot right now. I mean, Julio's a beast. Cal Raleigh is, is clutch God. Uh, this, this team is exciting. Um, they're, they're young, they're hungry, and they can make some noise here. I mean, I, I beaten Verlander is going to win the Cy Young. And they, they hit Verlander around today. I mean, the Astros are a deep as could be when it comes to, you know, pitching, but they're hitting them around. So I don't know. What do you what do you guys make of the the Mariners? Are they going to go on a run here? Uh it, it's tough to say because I, I I feel like well Luis Castillo is a great pitcher. I feel like he's he's kind of like wishy washy. Like some sometimes he'll be really good, sometimes he'll just be awful. Um, as I expected, Ray didn't really do too well in his start against that heavy right handed lineup in Toronto. So I think it's a matter of when it when it comes to those guys if they're going to come through for him because they both need to be on. I I I like Fromber. And I really think – and the callers, and I, I really think the Astros can uh, take that series in, even being down uh, one game. Yeah, I think <clears throat> one of my only like bright predictions of our show last week was that there was going to be a uh, come-from-behind victory from one of those teams in the series uh, after the seventh inning. Now, I didn't think it was going to be as crazy as that, but uh, it's, that was definitely something that I saw coming. It's – they're – this Mariners team just seems like they're going to be resilient and they're going to go out on their own terms. It's not going to be another team takes it from them. It's going to be them going out on their own terms and the way that they play the Astros. I feel like it's maybe, I guess it was a little rust, but I mean, you see Verlander, you got your guy who's really carried your whole staff anchored that thing down. You see him go out there who he's been pretty good in the playoffs. He hasn't been good in the world series, but he's been good in the playoffs and he kind of just got lit up today. So it's got to be concerning because now you got to go win three out of four. It's going to be a little tough, but I think in the end, uh, I'll probably still take Houston here to take this series. Yeah, and I I do think Houston takes it in the end. But, I mean, there's something to be said for, like you said, the rust. This team was just sitting for eight days um, while the the Mariners have been uh, sitting for, what, four? Four days in between or or something like that? 
three days. Three, I think, yeah. So, you know, there's there's something to be said for that because I mean, we'll, we'll jump leagues real quick and talk about the Braves, who have also been sitting for eight days. And they get, I mean, trounced by the Phillies today, who, again, getting hot at the right time, kind of an underdog team there. Um, I mean, there's there's definitely, is, is there an advantage to getting that by is a big question right now with the way that these two teams have performed so far today. I mean, it, it looks like maybe getting hot in that, that wild card round might be better than sitting for a little while. Um, you know, if you have some guys who are banged up, maybe it's good to give them, you know, the, those days to get that rest. Like maybe the Mets would have really benefited from getting that by where Max Scherzer could have, you know, a little more time to sit before the, the game. Um, but it, it hasn't bode well for the, the uh, really the, the two of the best teams in, in all of baseball. I mean, we're going to get into our power rankings later and you'll see where we have the Mariners and the Braves or the, the Astros and the Braves. Um, but the, that break has not, has not been great for them. And I can honestly see the Phillies winning that series. Um, they go out and get a win today with Ranger Suarez on the mound. Um, they're going to have to face Wheeler. They're going to have to face Nola. Um, I can see that series being a Phillies win. Um, but um, do you guys agree or do you think that, I mean, Jimmy, you're an Elise guy. I saw these guys all year. Um, what do you think about that? I'd say I'm just very impressed with the, the defense Phillies playing. You know, normally they're just terrible in defense. Like all regular season, they were pretty bad. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the Phillies definitely have a shot, you know, the Braves sit, sitting those five days, you know, that really messes you up when you have five days off, especially when you're a team that needs to build off that. Um, and I don't know, I, I didn't feel that electricity, maybe because it was just a 1 p.m. Tuesday game at, uh, in, in Atlanta. I didn't feel that electricity that that, that I saw in that big uh, Mets-Braves matchup when the Braves swept them. Um, I think it'll be different down the road, but I just didn't get that sense of, that, that the Braves fans were really all in today. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely a weirder game. Like I remember, I was just watching it during lunch, and I was like, "Whoa, there's there's a playoff game on at one o'clock today." I forgot about that. But um, I feel like the Phillies they were really good today. Obviously, came out really lit up, freed. And then one thing which they've really faltered in all year was the bullpen, and they avoided the bullpen collapse today. I mean, you had Olsen hit the three run shot to make it a one run game. You had Castellanos who made the diving catch there with an out in the ninth inning that really would have set 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 things up there. I saw one stat: Castellanos played I think 130 games this year. He did not have a three hit three RBI game until today. So that's that's just how rare baseball is. How weird things can flip. I feel like the Phillies are definitely going to have a shot here if they can win at least one of those two games with Wheeler and Nola pitching. Uh, you're going to go into a game five and anything happens in elimination games. And I, I do think it's a big thing that they took this game in Atlanta. And this is one of the Atlanta games that they won. And they're, you know, even if they you know, don't, I mean, how, how is it, how is it structured? Two, two, and then one, right? Yeah. So, you know, even if they don't take this one you know, tomorrow, they're going to go back to Philly, at least tied. And you know how the Phillies fans are. I mean, and, you know, Jimmy kind of mentioned his weird one o'clock game. And the, the stadium was a bit empty today. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the, the pictures or videos, but it was it was pretty empty out there. Um, so, you know, maybe not that ideal atmosphere where we typically get the Braves fans doing the chop and this and that. Um, so you, you kind of miss out on some of that atmosphere when you don't pack the stadium for the playoff game, too. But I think it's a big thing that they took a game in Atlanta um, and, and Brad mentioning the bullpen and then um, the David Robertson injury. 
Um, you know, he sent he sent a DM about how silly that was. He got hurt um, jumping, celebrating a Harper home run, right? Yep, he pulled his calf. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, a silly injury like that doesn't help the you know the the inconsistent bullpen that they're not going to have Robertson for this series. Um, but is that I don't know the the, the turnaround on that. Did they mention a, a turnaround on that? I see. So I saw that he got like the uh, not the cortisone shot, the P P R P or whatever that is. It's for mm-hmm. like a it's like an injection. So I'd assume if they advance, he'd probably be back for the CS. Yeah, which would which would be super helpful for them to get you know another arm back in that bullpen, especially someone that, that they really count on. Big trade deadline acquisition for them. Um, and then I, I guess we'll go to the the Mets Padres next. Now Jimmy probably wanted to avoid this one as long as possible, but uh, you know, I, I mentioned how I think the let the layoff would have helped them to give Scherzer a little extra time to chill out. He kind of made some comments about how he was looking forward to the off season to just recover. Um, you know, it's, he wasn't. It wasn't Mad Max. It was Sad Max that we saw out there um, and you know, really got hit around it. But I, on top of, you know, the, the Mets not necessarily showing up, I think that was a different Padres team than we've seen all season. You know, that was that was not the Padres that have, you know, since the All-Star break really faltered. That was a, a different, you know, energized Padres team. Um, you know, Musgrove went out there and absolutely shoved in that, you know, must win game three. Um, you Darvish, you know, stellar. Uh, that was a, a hot Padres team. And, you know, it makes you think that maybe the series with the Dodgers is going to be a really good one. You know, historically, the Dodgers dominate this series. Um, so they've won some absurd amount of their last meetups. Um, but, you know, if again, it's about getting hot. The Dodgers have had the layoff. I, I don't think it's going to affect them as much as it affected some of these other teams just because of the pure talent there. Um, but that Padres team played like they look on paper. And if they play like they look on paper, they're a terrifying team. Um, and, I'm you know, first I'll, I'll let you guys give your thoughts on, on the Mets-Padres series. Um, but second, uh, let me know what, what you think about this Dodgers-Padres series. Well, I, I, I think we saw with Scherzer, his whole career, even as, you know, the three-time Cy Young Award winner that we know he is, he, if, there, if there's one way you get him, it's a home run. He's always given up long balls, even at his best. I think he's led the league a few times, in fact. Um, so we see, you know, a home run giving pitcher against uh, a lineup that can hit home runs. You know, it's going to happen. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, I, as, as much as I, I, I like Scherzer, you know, he hasn't really stepped up at the end of the year. I feel like he's not the type to really take ownership like you'd like to see out of an ace. Um, DeGrom dominated. I thought he did really well. I mean, he didn't dominate, but he went six innings, two runs. Um, and Bassett, the wheels fall off of Bassett. I kind of expected that to happen. Um, overall, I mean, I'm obviously disappointed. Um, but they met should not have been in this series. If if they would have just not gotten swept by the Cubs or they could have taken one from the Braves, they'd be playing right now, so. Um, the, the the problem goes back farther than just a wild card series, and I think the Dodgers are fourteen and five against the Padres this year, um, which obviously bodes well for the um, Dodgers. So I I think they really take that series in like four games. I think you have Clevenger going game one, so that's kind of a gimme for the Dodgers. Yeah, it's I feel like it was it's not it wasn't really a LOL Mets type of year. I mean, they were good the whole year. It's not like this team was they really like just fell apart. It was they were a good team. It's also a team that had close to none ex, uh, playoff experience outside of like Scherzer, who's only been a starting pitcher. You can only do so much as a starting pitcher with your offense around you. 
but I feel like they're in they're in a weird spot right now because I know it was their first time in the playoffs since what sixteen I think. Yeah. It's now you have half the roster could be out the door, not out, not half the roster, but they all have contracts or so they have options. I think it's 10 or 12 guys who are on this roster that have uh, free agents or their uh, contract options. So it's it has has a chance to look like a very different Mets team next year. But I feel like they should be able to withstand some ground and be back in the playoffs next year. As for the Padres, I feel like it's their team that, they just have this chip on the shoulder. Everybody kept putting them down, putting them down after the all-star break, and they weren't good. Still getting to the playoffs, and now you're in there, and now you have Machado, you have Soto, you have Darvish, you have all these guys who all have chips on their shoulder because of playoff experience. I feel like they're going to be a threat to these Dodgers. I don't know if it'll go – I don't know if it'll go the five games, but I'm sure these games will be intense. I don't think the Dodgers will go out there and blow the wheels off them. It should be a good series. Yeah, and imagine how good this Padres team is if they have Fernando Tatis at this point too. You know how much. You know, oh, a point. Play. A point on that is they're advancing Tatis's suspension at least three more games, so it's it's a positive. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good thought. It's a very good thought. Um, yeah, the longer they stay in, the, the less games he's gonna miss next year, I suppose. Exactly. You want to you want to take this thing to five at least if, if you're them if you can. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean a whole whole different outlook maybe too if you you add him to the mix. But I, I still think the Dodgers you know move on pretty fair, fairly easily there. I mean Clevenger has like a 14 ERA against the Dodgers. That should be a game one win. Um, but I think that we're we're set up for like dark Steve Cohen this offseason. Like. I, I mean, this was like the perfect storm. You win 101 games, get bounced in the wild card round. This is like perfectly set up for him to go completely nuclear. And like, oh, if it was a Wilpons, I'd be like, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, right, I'm, I'm not going to watch another game for six years because with yeah. all these guys going to the free agent, I'm like, if, if it was like, if it was a Wilpon arrow, I'd just be like, all right, like, we're, we're, we're not going to go off this offseason. But with Cohen, I'm definitely feeling a little better. I, I feel like we could retain some of those guys. Yeah, I, I guess you can't really even feel too bummed knowing that like that's gonna put motivation on Cohen to go out there and have a five hundred million dollar payroll next year, and just say fuck the luxury tax, the Cohen tax. Yeah, they're gonna have to institute. They're gonna have to make new rules. He already said he's he's gonna blow past that upper luxury tax, so they're gonna have to put a, a new tax on there some somewhere. But uh, I'm excited to see what he does there. Um, and then our last divisional round matchup was the Guardians and the the Rays, in which the Guardians pitching just dominated. Those guys showed up, and the Bats didn't really, but they showed up when it mattered. They showed up enough to win games. I mean, a, a W is a W, whether it's one nothing or ten nothing, um, including a, a absolute marathon of a game. And uh, people can complain about it all they want, but I loved that game. That was awesome baseball. That was awesome to see two bullpens go out there. For over a game and a half and just shove and just dominate. And that was a, a I mean a, a master class as far as I'm concerned from both teams, really, to, to keep runs off the board. If you watch that series and aren't somewhat intimidated by Cleveland pitching, I don't know what you were watching. I mean, in a, a Yankees lineup that outside of Aaron Judge hasn't been, you know, striking fear in their opponents' hearts, if they can you know, work their way around judge and, and continue to pitch the way that they just pitched. And I mean, I know Shane Bieber doesn't historically have great numbers in New York against the Yankees. 
Um, but maybe playoff Shane is a different guy. Um, I think there's a chance for this, this series to go deep. And I think that there is a chance for the guardians to pull off an upset here. I'm not sure it'll happen. Um, but I, I could see it happening for sure. It really depends for me on, on which, uh, Garrett Cole shows up and which, uh, Giancarlo Stanton shows up considering DJ's out. There's no DJ. Um, so it, you know, that's something that hurts the Yankees too. And they left, uh, Oswaldo, Os, dude, I can't remember what, Os, Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo, Oswalda. I don't know what his name is. Oswald. The, the only, only Oswald I know is Cobblepot from Batman, but uh, they left him off the roster and the you know, Marwin in there instead, some questionable decisions already. It's going to depend on Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton. I think if those two don't show up, the guardians are going on. Um, but if those guys show up, then then it could be a, a pretty powerful Yankees team that could end up, you know, just steamrolling them. But um, those guys don't show up. I could see Cleveland going on. What do you guys think? I don't know. It, 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 tonight's really interesting to me because you have Cole, who's a high strikeout pitcher, as we know, against the Guardians team that is last in strikeouts. And then you have Kyle Quantrill, who doesn't strike many people out against the Yankees team that, I mean, if they put the bat in the ball, good things are going to happen. They have that great power. So I, it's it's going to be a really interesting game to me. It depends on if Cole can maintain his cool if he gets in the tough situations. It's kind of like Blake Snell in that game two against the Mets, where you could just see it on his face, like he was just done. Like you know, like you 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 get to Cole early, it's it's pretty much game over. And I I like that Guardians pen too compared to the Yankees. So I I think that the Guardians potentially pull away with that series, but if the Yankees want to win, they're going to have to win the first two at home. Yeah, I feel like the Guardians definitely going to have to get one of those first two. Just you, you have to. If you get game one, you're in a good spot. Um, I feel like more than anywhere else in baseball, uh, the Bronx is the playoff atmosphere. It's it's a zoo in there when when that place gets going. And I feel like I feel like a lot of those players this year have been pressing a lot, especially at home. I I think in the second half they were around a 500 team at home, which is which is definitely not what you want to see. Um, like you, like you guys were saying, I think it, a lot of it comes down to what Cole does tonight and then what um, Stanton can do protecting Judge. Because if if you're the Guardians and you pitch to Judge and you're going to let this guy beat you, you deserve to not advance. Yeah, and I, I think that the Guardians are, are really built to keep Giancarlo Stanton quiet because they throw lots of pitches that move. And Giancarlo Stanton hits straight balls. So I, I think that they're they're built to make balls look like they're over the plate, and you know he, plate discipline is going to be key for him. And and judge you gotta, too. Gotta keep it high on him. You can't go low with Sam. You you I mean you beat him all day if you throw a yeah. slider that starts on the outside corner. Yeah, make sure you bounce it though. Yep. You you <laughs> exactly. can't. Like, oh, he will chase. That's the thing is if if you make mistakes, this team is going to bang you. Yeah. And uh, you know Judge has to make sure that he's staying patient up there he can't get antsy he can't get sick of getting walked all the time and getting pitched around and get up there and start chasing pitches too which they're going to try and make him do they're going to take a you know controlled approach to him where they're they're putting balls around the zone um but you got to be careful not to miss them because you miss them you're letting up runs um so you know a a lot of it is going to come down to that and i but i'm i'm going to be bold and i'm going to take the guards to go on and then and then just get steamrolled by whoever wins this series cuz these these two teams are too good but um that that touches on all of our our uh, divisionals it's so weird having like this be the divisional series after having a series just played i keep wanting to say championship series it's really really weird um but i guess it's i guess it makes you feel a little bit 
better if you're a team like the Mets who won 101 games that you had to lose two instead of just it being like one and out. I don't know. What, what do you think, Jim? Like, you, does that make you feel better that it was a three-game set? So it wasn't all 101 wins for one loss and you're out? Yeah, I, I, I definitely like I mean, I want that 163 back. I feel like that's way better than just going by how good these two teams were in, like, April 30th or something stupid like that. Like, could we have the trade deadline since then, two completely different teams. But, yeah, I would like that three-game series. Like, I, I, I like that. I did not like the one-game wild card. I feel like it was – you know, you have, you have, if you have one team that has, like, one really good pitcher and then, like, all the rest are just so-so, but then you have another rotation that has, like, two frontline aces, you know, that team with the one good pitcher could move on. Um, doesn't you, you don't get the opportunity to show your best, I feel like, with just a one-game wild card. Yeah, it's, it's just – it's for sure weird. It's an adjustment, but – um, I mean, more playoff base. Who doesn't want more playoff baseball, I guess? So as long as we don't expand beyond this, because um, we had what, how many teams? Was this was this a uh, 14, eight, seven, eight, eight per league? One by no six per league. That's that's 12 total. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't yeah. expand beyond that. Yeah. Don't don't go to a 16 team playoff. You can't have more than half the league make the playoffs. It yeah. needs to be it needs to be, you know, the teams in the better half of the league. You can't have teams that are in the bottom half of the league make the playoffs. So keep it here. This is good, Rob Manfred. Right now. So that hits on all, all the, the current stuff going on. Um, so let's let's go into uh, some players of the wild card series who are our, not players of the week. Cause it was only, you know, three days, but who are players of the wild card series, Jim? So for the AL, we have two, two rookies from both series, get the AL player of the uh, wild card series nod. So yeah, Cal Raleigh of the Mariners over those two games where they swept, he had four hits, a double, a home run, 500 average and a thousand slug going to the AL player of the week for the other series, uh, the Guardians Ray series. I, I think you might get some uh, rookie of the year votes in there. Oscar Gonzalez. He had a good uh, a good regular season. Obviously, that big hit over two games. He had three hits, uh, one home run, which is the walk off in game two. Uh, three thirty three average, six sixty seven slug, and a ten sixty seven OPS. NL pitcher of the week or NL player of the week for the wild card um, for the Phillies was um, Zach Wheeler. He won one of the games. He uh, went six in the third. Uh, didn't allow any runs. Uh, four strikeouts and only allowed two hits and a walk. And going to that other NL uh, wild card series, the player of the series for that, um, for the Padres Mets series, was Joe Musgrove. Obviously, game three, he got that win uh, to clinch and move on. So seven inning, no run, five strikeout, one hit, one walk performance. Yeah, and I, I think that's the way that, that we'll keep doing this throughout the rest of the playoffs is a player from each matchup yeah. so we'll have you know we'll come back with four again after this round yeah. here um so uh, i gotta recite that a little bit I, I was, i'm so used to like pitcher rookie play guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> um now we're gonna go right to the the trading floor bradley's got some stuff to show off here from a, a box that he opened this last week so what what trinkets and, and goodies did we get all right so i opened up two uh pro debuts from 2020 got Henry Davis on the box pretty cool looking box you're guaranteed three autos in the in the in the boxes autos were right we're in awful autos um 
the base autos were Carson Williams, first round pick by the Rays uh, a couple of years ago. John Rojas, international free agent from the Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God, we're gonna that switch. Glares. We're gonna go with the left hand to show it off, so the glare is not there. Uh, he's he was he's the top five prospect for the Nationals right now. Or Phillies, not the Nationals. Sorry, Alan Alan Serta. He's with the Braves. He's a top fifteen ish prospect. Wes Kath, he was a second round pick by the White Sox this past uh, draft. Uh, John, uh, Jose Ramos, he's another uh, international guy, he's the Dodgers' fifth prospect. And then we had a out of 25, Nick Gonzalez, seventh pick in the draft by the Pirates, a couple, two drafts ago. Um, out of 50, Admiral Admir, who made his debut at the end of the year, his last day of the year, he made his MLB debut with the Rockies. Out of 50, uh, can't pronounce this. He's a top five prospect for the Cubs, though. But it's we're gonna go with his last name of Pinago. Pinago. <laughs> Better off not pronouncing that. Uh, these these were my two favorites of the box. Was the Andrew Painter pro debut out of seventy five, and then the Heston Kirstad out of seventy five as well with the Delmarva Shorebirds. Uh, Rosmin Quintana, who's with the Nationals out of seventy five. Uh, Pedro Leon, who's with the Astros. He's out of 75 as well. Uh, this one was kind of cool because it's like a throwback of them in their minor league uniform, and it's Tim Raines uh, out of 99, kind of sick. Uh, out of These are kind of the the green paper ones. It was Malcolm Nunez, who's a top 30 guy for the Cardinals, and Alejandro P., who's with the Rays, so I'm sure you'll see him in the major leagues in a couple of years. Um Another, these are like the chrome refractors. It was a John Rhodes, also with the Delmarva Shorebirds. Jesus, Delmarva Shorebirds. Oh my goodness. Uh, and their other national was Shandon Bosnier, who is not a top. He was one of the only not top 30 guys that I got in this auto, in this box. Um, my best auto of the box was a Garrett Mitchell, who obviously made his debut at the end of the year this year out of 99. Pretty cool. Um, and then we had three blue cards out of 150. It was, it was obviously now the top prospect in baseball, Francisco Alvarez. Uh, and then we had two Red Sox, one being Blaze Jordan and Freddie Val- Freddy Valdez. So kind of a sick box. I mean, you get the autos in there, which obviously you could always do better. Carson Williams again real quick? Yeah. I got I got, I got his TTM. I, I got I to make sure it's legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what are we thinking? We, we, we thinking it's a it's a it's a fake. That, that looks the same. Glare out here. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks pretty good. Cool. That yeah. looks right to me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for the price point of the box, it's um, they're like ninety dollars a box, which is not too bad. I mean, I think you get you get the three autos, and then you get about six or seven numbered cards in the box. So it's it's all minor league guys, and that's kind of what my bread and butter is for cards. It's all the prospects. So that's, that's really the product that I enjoy. You know, that, that box with Henry Davis on the cover was a lot more generous with the autos than Henry Davis was. <laughs> if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go look up Henry Davis on Twitter, and you'll find the story of, of him scribbling on a, a kid's baseball. <laughs> so look up Rizzo too if you want something to laugh at. Well, the the Rizzo one, I, he wasn't talking about the autos. He apparently the guy flipped him off. So I can't. Yeah. I don't know if I can blame him on that one. But yeah, some some guys being a little stingy with the autographs lately. Um, but now we're going to go to the power rankings for the playoffs. Uh, we've got eight teams left 
Um, we did one with all 12 teams before the divisional series. And now we're down to 18 power rankings, our shortest power rankings yet at number eight, um, which might be a bit surprising after hearing us all talk. The, the Philadelphia Phillies, we got number eight. And number seven is the Cleveland Guardians. Number six is the Seattle Mariners. Number five is those red hot San Diego Padres. Number four, now we got our bye teams, the New York Yankees. Number three, the Atlanta Braves. Number two, the Houston Astros. And number one, of course, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So we'll we'll update those after each round. Um, so next round, uh, we'll be down to just four teams in those power rankings. Um, and then there's no need for power rankings for the World Series. That's it's, it's two teams. You know who it is. <laughs> um, but that's going to wrap it up for this wild card recap divisional series preview episode um and we'll see you all or no follow us on social media i'll shout those out follow us on social media at ctbp pod uh, if you want to see more like the power rankings you want to see uh, some of those players of the week uh, more like that and then we'll see you all again after this round for a divisional series recap championship series preview